This is the Business of Leadership Series Minute with your host, the best-selling author of Don't Buy a Duck and founder of MarketingStrategyHero.com, Derek Champagne. Welcome to the Business Leadership Series where our goal is to inspire you to become the best leader that you can be. We have Ed Epley with us today. He's a leading global expert in professional management, sales strategy, and performance management, a principal consultant for The Table Group, a Patrick Lencioni company, and operates the Epley Group. He's trained managers at multinational companies across the U.S., Europe, China, Japan, Australia, and his clients include a who's who in the business category leader, leaders such as BMW, DSW, Sarah Lee, Bloomberg, Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, Speedway, Steamboat Ski and Resort Company, Value City Furniture, PSA Airlines, Emerson Electric, Satellite Auto Glass, and many others. And today we're going to be talking with him about some leadership strategies and his upcoming book, Let's Be Clear, Six Principles of Focused Management Pros. Ed, thanks for being with us today. Oh, you're welcome, Derek. It's a pleasure to be with you. Hey, I'd like to start so our guests get to know you a little bit. Kind of give us a little bit about your background. Start as early on as you want and then how you got to where you are today. And then I'm going to dig in and I'm chomping at the bit to ask you some leadership questions and hear about your book. Well, uh, I, I will tell you that I didn't realize for quite some time that I was uh, an entrepreneur at heart, a serial entrepreneur. But if you if you look back at my life, I started raising uh, hogs as a 4-H project when I was 11 or 12. And turned it into a, a, a business and started uh, uh, selling breeding stock to local farmers when I was 14 and 15. Mm. Um, and subsequently then uh, started businesses in the advertising business and manufacturers rep businesses, uh, the training business for Dale Carnegie with their franchises and and finally a, a call center for uh, setting appointments for professional services companies. So all along the way, I, I suspect what I found out or knew was I'm better working for myself than I am for somebody else. So talk to me about leadership. I mean, you've got a great track record for helping the who's who of businesses and leadership. For you, what makes a great leader? Um, I think uh, one of the major uh, components is authenticity. You know, um, there's a lot of prescriptive um, uh, recipes for what it takes to be effective as a leader. Um, I find that the, the, the leaders that I think of as being the best at, at their leadership capabilities are authentic in the sense that they don't try to be somebody other than who they are. Um, and one of the one of the components of, of authentic leadership, I think, is the, the ability to demonstrate courage in a variety of situations. You know, at, uh, uh, if you if you talk to folks who've placed themselves in harm's way, they talk about courage is not the absence of fear, but the ability to act despite it. And I think that it's so easy for people to not act when they're in charge of a team or a, a department or an organization. And so I think that that the authenticity and courageous uh, behavior are go hand in hand uh, in in my definition. I also think they're great at creating clarity, so that uh, people know what's expected and know what on what to focus. I think that um, leaders also that are highly effective get true committed behavior from people, uh, both their direct reports, but throughout the organization, so that they get that discretionary effort that otherwise does not have to be uh, offered up. And then the last thing is they create energy in the organization. Um, they, they, they create a sense of urgency that's not artificial, that, that people are, are excited to do the work that needs to be done. I love that. Authenticity, courage, clarity, and focus get true committed behavior and create energy and urgency. Great advice. So we, you've talked about a good leader. What are some symptoms of poor leadership? 
dollars. Well, <laughs> I, I've I've identified what I think are probably six that that tend to be, you know, maybe the the disproportionate ones. I think there are probably more, but one is the talent that you the good talent that you have will depart. They'll leave you. You know, the the folks that really are your best players are the ones that are going to have always someone knocking on the door or calling them or emailing them about opportunities. And so those people will start to listen and start to act on those invitations. Um, the the idea that if you're growing, you're probably not growing profitably. And a lot of times it's one and or the other. Um, so the organization is not going to be sustainable. Um, productivity is usually declining or flat. And then um, morale is at best tepid. You know, it's... Uh, People, people may not actually be cynical, but they're probably not excited about what the organization's about. I think a couple others is that there's little to no bench strength because people are too busy doing the work that should be done by others and not leading. And then um, the inconsistency of results. If you think about uh, great leadership, they, they perform time and time again. I don't care what endeavor it happens to be. You know, they may not win the championship in athletics every year, but they compete every year. They they have to be taken serious. And I think in business, um, if you're not a great leader, you might do it one year, but then you have to take two or three years to retrench and get yourself back to where you can compete again. So those five or six things, is, uh, I think, are signs of, of leadership that's in question. I'm going to wait to jump into this question, but I'm dying to know some ways to improve leadership. But let's keep going first. You talk about this, a, a, a stop doing list. What, what does that mean? Well, uh, Jim Collins in his book, um, Good to Great, uh, makes reference to the most important list any executive can make is the stop doing list. And so often um, you see um, organizations that have six or eight strategic objectives. And I would submit that it's not wrong to try to work in those uh, that, that number of areas, uh, Derek, but I think what happens, if you don't declare one of those as most important, then you're probably going to get confusion and frustration. And so in order to be able to have time to work on what truly is most important, you got to make sure you don't spend time on things that don't really matter, or if, if they don't get worked on, it's not going to be as damaging to the organization. So somehow the leader in a team or a department or in a company, I think routinely, if at least once a year should be asking the organization, what are things that we should stop doing at least temporarily to see if they continue to, you know, still have value or not. And the only way you're going to find out is if you stop doing them, see if somebody complains, a customer or a vendor or, um, or, or somebody internally that says, I need that as a, as an output, I'm sorry, as an input to pre- produce the output that you expect of me. Hey, if you're a small business owner and you need help working through some upper limit challenges, you need a board of personal advisors, you need help with your growth, go visit DerekChampagneMastermind.com.